Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm so excited because today we are talking about this month. In fact, we are talking about celebrating the heritage of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. Now, this isn't all about fun and joy. However, as hatred um, towards and hate crimes against people of Asia Asian descent has grown in recent years. Now, in the wake of one particularly head-shaking incident that happened to St. Louis TV news anchor Michelle Lee, the very Asian foundation was born. A co-founder of the group is former CARE 11 morning anchor Gia Vang. Ms. Vang joins us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline to explain um, the group and their efforts to educate others about people um, originating from this part of the world. And what's quite remarkable to me is that even though we know that this is happening, so many are fighting, um, trying to make sure that we come together to work together to make sure that this stops, that it will cease. And there's still so much going on behind the scenes, behind people that we don't know, and we don't find a way. Someone said to me, how do you find a way to do something to help help the Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders? How do you do that? I don't know, but I know I can find it if I look for it. So we are so excited to have her join us uh, tonight. She is the co-founder of the group, um, and, and we are so excited to have Gia Vang join us. Hello, Gia. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. I tell you, it is an important time right now. How does it feel to know that we are celebrating the heritage of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders today? Because it hasn't always been like this, but today we know that we can go forward helping each other. Do you believe that? I do. I'm really heartened by the work that has happened in the last couple of years. Uh, I think that this month has really just highlighted what we as Asian American folks, AANHPI folks, have known for our entire lives. Um, So when people say, oh, how are you celebrating this month? I always tell them, you know, I celebrate all the time because I can't be in any other body besides this. Um, So I celebrate all the time. But just this month, knowing that people are recognizing, knowing that we're finally part of the conversations, um, you know, I was on a panel recently and they, there were, there were other people who said, oh, we got to talk about Asian Americans. And I've never in the 15 years of doing the work that I do had heard other people, um, that it wasn't specific to Asian Americans talk about how important it was to talk about our communities. So I'm really heartened by this work. 
Well, what's amazing is that um, during your time here in Minneapolis, you covered several national stories, including the Derek Chauvin trial, the Kim Porter trial, uh, and, and SUNY Lee's historic Olympic Games. Great. Um, but at the same time, we all know that no matter where you land, when it comes to our, our friends in the news, we know that something could happen. We know that we could be just a few steps away from something horrible happening. How do you deal with that every morning and when you go to sleep at night? Yeah, I mean, that's really a reality that we live in, right? I mean, we have many friends who have to have conversations with their children about what it is like to interact with police officers. And so we do know that um, it's, it's, it's a really difficult thing because you can't really um, separate yourself from those kinds of interactions. Um, right. But what we can do is we can work toward normalizing ourselves in spaces that people may not be familiar. And that's why, you know, part of the work that Very Asian does is is highlighting things like the May Book Project, which is uh, an effort to get books with people who are AANHPI into schools so children can see and they can understand that, oh, if there's a protagonist, a character that looks like me or that looks like someone else, that it's normal. Because for me growing up, and I don't know about you, but I didn't see myself in books growing up. You know, I was reading things like Mark Twain. And so for me to now be able to put the these books in the hands of these children, and we've done like 20,000 um, uh, books across America in the year that we've done the May Book Project. And so it's been really just, you know, that's that's the kind of work that we need to do. And, you know, Michelle, my co-founder, and I always talk about the thing that we have to make sure people understand is that the Asian American experience isn't just bicoastal. It's not just what's happening in San Francisco and Seattle or in New York. It's all the large swath in the middle of America, as you know, living in Minnesota, living in Minnesota, there are Asian people there and they have a different story to tell. And so making sure that we get into those schools, too, and those sort of um, programs in those those markets, because when they see someone, they don't then use the stereotypes that they have of Asian-Americans and say, OK, I know this about Asian-Americans. Instead, they can read books and say, oh, I know actually Asian-Americans are this way because I read a book about it. And so those are some of the things that I think helps me keep going. It helps all of us keep going. I really believe that. At the same time, however, the books are really important. We know that books matter to children and adults, right? However, we are having challenges with so many people um, in our government who are trying to tear down those same things you worked so hard for um, to make sure that the books are not in the hands of those children. And I'm wondering how you how you deal with that. How do you make sure that the, the books keep going, that you are are supporting those children when you've got so many others trying to take books away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we do know that that's happening. That is definitely an effort that's going on right now. Um, I think that what Michelle and I try to do is be very careful about what we, um, how we approach this. All that we're doing is putting books in the hands of children who can see themselves reflected in these books. And we talk about, you know, books being um, mirrors and windows. So if they can see themselves reflected, then they can see beyond, right? And, and, and also, it's not just about Asian-American students. It's about students who aren't Asian-American either. It's about students who, who don't look like that and say, oh, but this is normal to have this around. 
And so, you know, I think we just we honestly just keep fighting the good fight because we're 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 a small organization that's not going to take on this this huge huge effort to fight book bans. But um, we're doing what we can, and I think that's at the end of the day, really what matters is the tangible change that we can see in in classrooms and schools that we go to, and seeing and hearing the discussions that are having that are being had among these students. Are you and Michelle also um, sensing that there are others who don't look like you, but they are fighting for you? Do you feel that? I definitely do. I mean, there are so many other communities out there, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, about like the Black community or the Latinx community, there are other other communities who are who who understand that working across racial um, uh, ra- the the race. Uh, barriers are important. So collaborating with other groups are going to be what liberates us. Um, So I I definitely see that there's efforts on all sides, especially when it comes to marginalized communities. Um, And even when we talk about those communities, we're talking about LGBTQ communities as well. As we keep watching and learning about so many that are hurting today, right, whether it's over books or uh, people that are spitting on them and don't want them around, here we are trying to do better. We're trying to bring all of us together. I feel the same way. At the same time, if the children are receiving the books, are the teachers also promoting the right books? Or are they saying, well, I'll give you this book, but I won't give you that book? Because in some of the black schools and some of the schools where black children go, that has been a challenge. Yeah, yeah, I definitely understand that. And, you know, what we do is we actually, because this list that we have as a part of the May Book Project is a vetted list. And we're talking about people who put it together, our scholars, their educators, their librarians, um, and also students. I mean, this started all because of students. And so we feel very fortunate that we have such a robust list. And also what comes with that, because of the people who were involved in creating this, they've also created rubrics for teachers, too. If teachers don't know how to teach this or how to go about um, um, talking about some of the themes that are going on in these books, we have created rubrics for teachers to, to allow them to do that. But um, it is a challenge. I mean, it, it's, it's a challenge right now to, to when you talk about personal preference and, and what you want to teach. But um at least in the districts that we can still reach, we are uh, we're we're happy to do it, and we're happy to provide support. It, it feels as though every one of us that is different, um, you know, whether we look different, sound different, talk different, it's maddening how um, some just do not want to understand who we are. So I keep saying to myself, "What is it that I need to do to make sure that I fill up?" Because I'm going to pour myself out every day, and I'm asking you the same mm-hmm. question: What do you do, or where do you go to fill up once you have poured out for the day? Mm, I mean, that's a really hard question when we talk about self-care. I have a really hard time with it because I think I'm always exhausted. I do feel like there is a sense of urgency in the work that we do. As a person of color, as a person who lives in this body, I need to make sure that my 15 nieces and nephews and my great niece do not grow up in a world where they feel ashamed, where they have to hide bits of themselves or try to hide even though they can't because they physically look like that. Um, and I just want them to, to grow up in a world where they don't have to do that because I did. And so it is exhausting work, but I think I do cherish the moments that are really, really powerful and beautiful. For example, when we went to Minnesota and we had our book drops in St. Paul back in March, um, there were 
groups of students there who put the books up to their face and said, oh, my gosh, you look like her. And I'm not just talking about and her friends were all, you know, of, of different backgrounds and ethnicities. And I just that that to me, I hold those and cherish those moments because I need to in order to keep seeing the marathon that we're running here. Wow, that's powerful. That is very powerful. As you keep moving forward, what is the next step for the foundation? Well, we have so many wonderful um, collaborations and events coming up. We just want to continue doing what we're doing, which is to shine a light on Asian experiences. um, And that's through advocacy and celebration, right? And so when we celebrate ourselves, we have to be joyful in ourselves, we have to be joyful in who we are, and um, know that joy doesn't come from the things that society tells us joy comes from, that it comes from things like making your food that, you know, your mom made when you were younger. That's joyful. Um, and then also through advocacy, so things like the Maybook Project. And then, you know, we have another project also, which is the Creators Project, which, you know, Asian-American creators were um, – uh, they, 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 they kind of popped up during the pandemic and a lot of people pivoted their careers because they prioritized their lives. And so we want to make sure that in all the spaces that we inhabit, that we're coming to the table as our full selves. And I think that's, you know, the work that still continues. And then I'm super excited. Also, I just want to plug Bauhaus breweries in Minnesota and Arbiter Brewing because we have a collab coming up with them. So, not you know, just because I'm not living in Minnesota anymore doesn't mean that we don't still do work with the really wonderful companies there. And so uh, both those those breweries were working together on a rice lager, and it's going to have a release party on June 9th. And so um, that's also another way of kind of making sure that people see us in these spaces that traditionally aren't um, thought of as like Asian-American spaces. Um, Arbiter Brewing in uh, South Minneapolis is mm-hmm. one of very, very little uh, Asian-owned breweries. Only 2% of breweries in this country are Asian-owned, and Arbiter Brewing is one of them. And for them to work with us and work with Bauhaus on this rice lager, we're just super excited about things like that because then you can go into the spaces and be like, wait, I never thought about Asian people in brewing, but now you do. So, now um, you do. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All it takes is one. That's the amazing thing. You know, it takes just one person to step forward for others to say, oh, I can do that, too. So that's amazing to me. My goodness, it's been wonderful to talk with you. And my last question for you is all about um, making sure that the Asian-American community is comfortable wherever they are here in the great state of Minnesota. Can you say Mm -hmm. that that's where it's leading? Um, You feel as though Minnesota is still welcoming you, welcoming so many Asian-Americans, or do you feel like there's something else we need to do to make it better? Mm, Well, I want to say that I love the Asian American community in Minnesota. We are such a a small but mighty group and we get things done. And I just really, really miss their spirits. Um, I do think that there's still so much work ahead though. I mean, we're, we're never, we're never to the point where it's, it's, it's okay. Um, where we are currently. I mean, I know that when I left my 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 TV station there, um, people were reaching out to me and they said, you know, we're just not doing the same kinds of stories that you were doing when you were here. And so I think that there's an opening and an appetite and a desire because the demographics of Minnesota are changing and things like media need to also represent that and the stories need to represent that. And so there's still a long ways to go. And that, that comes down to, you know, management and and station vision and what they're doing in terms of hiring. Um, You know, Michelle and I have this, this kind of joke, but, but we, we believe it's true as journalists. 
Um, she says, you know, if, if Joe Schmo in Springfield, Illinois, um, sees an Asian person on TV, he's less likely, likely to make those stereotypes about Asian people because, mm-hmm. oh, look, it's just, yeah, Michelle and Gia, and she's my morning anchor, or she's, you know, it, it, it's less likely to happen that they will take those stereotypes that they believe. And so, um, you know, as someone in TV news, I've gotten that so many times, too, as an Asian person, where someone said, I've never seen an Asian anchor before. And then six months down the line, they, they email me back and say, oh, you're just like the other anchors. You know, it's almost right. like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> right? and well, so, I must and, say, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I think just I think just just continuing to to make sure that that um, people are represented in all um, aspects of the you know hierarchy of work. Well, Gia Vang, thank you so much for joining us. Co-founder of Very Asian Foundation. We appreciate it. And I hope I can speak with you again. Take care. Thank you so much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 